0: Hey ATD, welcome back to the ATD San Diego podcast, the show where we talk about all things learning and development, leadership, and everything in between. We have a great guest we get to share with you this episode. Vicki Halsey is a VP at the Ken Blanchard Company's OD and Change Leadership Group, and she was gracious enough to join us and talk about her brilliance by design method of learning. Very engaging and thoughtful, and she gives some great tips about how to keep online learning engaging and fun. She's also going to share with us her presentation experience at the ATD 2021 conference. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy talking to her. And now, on to the show. Hey, ATD San Diego. Welcome back to the ATD San Diego podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Velasquez, the current technology director for ATD.
1: Thank you. So, and we are here, and I'm Karen Radzinski, and I am this uh, ATD secretary this year, and we are sitting here with uh, Vicki Halsey, who is, she is an extraordinary person. Um, I've known her for a number of years through the Masters of Science of, of Executive Leadership through University of San Diego. She was one of my instructors, and honestly, she um was one of my favorite people overall. And so she's gonna be talking about um, what she does. She is a VP at the Ken Blanchard Companies and she actually has done some sessions with ATD National um, at the conference and whatnot. So Vicki, so welcome. Thank you very much for being here. Can you kind of talk us through your background and how you ended up where you're at now?
2: <laughs> well, it all started no, anyway, when I was a small child, I got kicked out of preschool. This is actually true. Really? I got kicked <laughs> out of preschool, and. What happened was I was, because I was a little, I asked too many questions is what they said. Oh, so <laughs> I think that's important to kick it off for anyone in training and development, because what did I do? I went and started my own preschool. So thank you, Karen. That's a lovely way of <laughs> kicking everything off. So as you think about my background really has been through teaching. I was high, you know, a counselor in mm-hmm. schools, administrator in schools, Doctorate in leadership was teaching at University of San Diego, one of my students I was teaching in the master's program was like, "You should work for this amazing company because you're I taught the Capstone leadership class and they yeah. he's, he's like, "Oh my gosh that's all we do is teach leadership, and you're our favorite professor and so twenty five years ago, I started with the Ken Blanchard companies, and I think it was a really neat time for training and development and for me personally in that You know, as an educator in the public school system, you know, when I would teach anything, physics, chemistry, English, K through five, you know, high school, every class has such a variety of people and you have to meet everyone's needs. Every one of those kids comes from learning in a different way. And so you literally redesign on the fly to make sure that everyone's learning. And I think that as I think about the the background, it's really... I'm, I'm fueled by helping people claim their brilliance. So whatever I design, whether it's for our Ken Blanchard companies, for an ATD session, I want to have people walk away going, woo, I was so smart. Look how smart I was. That's
1: fabulous. And I can remember so many years ago... Um, actually, I believe it was this weekend also, because my daughter's birthday is tomorrow. And I remember sitting in your class on her birthday and we were just, we are brand new to the master's program. We were a month into it and you were our second instructor and you just brought so much energy and this can do spirit to, to myself. I also am a past educator Um, So I was in the elementary level and then I taught special education. And so for for me to see you teaching at the level that you were teaching at in a master's program and bringing all of your energy to to my class, it was an extraordinary time for me because I saw you that you were able to do this given your background in education and that kind of drove me to the same thinking that, hey, I'm just as good as everybody else in this. We all come from different backgrounds and I'm able to do this because you taught me that I was able to do this. Mm -hmm. So, and I do remember um, some of the pre-work that you had us do was a, it was a multi-page worksheet basically based on your book, Brilliance by Design. So tell us a little bit about how you started building that
2: book and what that book is all about. Well, what's interesting about you remembering the study guide, if you recall, people weren't that thrilled about the no. study guide. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I got oh. a lot of Not harassment about yes. having people fill out a study guide. But here's right. the deal. I, I just think and everyone that's listening, every one of you knows learning happens over time. So what did I do? I made you actually go through the parts of the book that were going to be very relevant. Right. So you did this study guide, but you also each group of two or three of you yep. had a chapter to teach yep. because what I realized from very early on, and this is critical to everyone listening is the one who's doing the talkings, doing the learning we need as learning and development professionals to make sure we realize that the more our the the participants in our classes are engaged, the more they learn. And what's interesting about what Karen said is I teach the second class and then the second to last class, I have you that the first class is really about individual learning and how do you teach one-to-one. And I'll talk a little about that book and the engaged model, but then you come in for organizational learning. But what's interesting, it's almost a year and a half later. And I don't know if you remember this, but I had you go to flip charts and you had to say, What did you remember from the class uh, that you took the second class? Yes. And what was so interesting about that was, What did you remember? What you taught? Mm -hmm. You remembered everything about and I made you create a model for your chapter, you all had to come up with very creative ways. This is so transferable to what we're doing in business today. If we're going to teach people we need to teach it in a way that they actually learn it, they can do something different. And I think that's what happened for me with Brilliance by Design. My book was really about, gosh, I would be going all over the world, training all these Fortune 500, Fortune 100, other companies I'm training. And I would walk by the other training rooms. And what did it look like? The invasion of the body snatchers. I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was sad to just watch these people. And they were like ocular lock. You know what that is, Karen, right? Where the eyeballs are locked on and sure they can do. nod up and down, but they are not closing. They are just, and the person's talk, 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 click, talk, 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 click. What's the click? The PowerPoint. And so what's interesting is if you remember the start of the class, how do you best learn and take in information? You all had to fill out three different steps. notes. Remember that? You walked around and you got in groups with like learners. And then listen to this flow, all of you that are designing learning initiatives. So it's everyone wrote down personally how I best learn. Stand up. 20% more energy to the brain when you're standing. They stood up, went to a group, got in a group of people and they said, hey, here's how I best learn. So now you have a group. You had to go to a flip chart, codify your own post notes by talking out how you best learn, group them into four or five groups, make a picture out of how you best learn. Remember that? And yes. then you had to point to the picture. And I always would say, Vanna, point to the picture. So we went around and you would point to like an ear. I learned from listening to someone. I learned from talking. There was like a megaphone, people talking to each other, you know, a rigorous problem, all these different images. What was not on any PowerPoint? Oh, I learned best when someone's talking at me, clicking through a PowerPoint slide. no, no poster had that. Right. So that's,
1: right. you remember that? Yes, I do. I do. And it's funny because I, so my husband, Greg was in the cohort two, two years before. And I remember, um, oh, you, a web mapping. Yes, mind mapping. Making mind a, mapping, ma- yes, yes,
2: absolutely. Uh-huh. And
1: I remember prior to me knowing you, he was talking about this and I'm like, what in the world is that? And so a whole different visual effect, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was, you know, that mind mapping was just something that I've done it before, but until you taught it to us, it was something that I never really thought about. And I can tell you that in my day-to-day work environment, you know, you talked about PowerPoint and there's PowerPoints are way too, there is too many of them. Mm -hmm. There's too many of them. Um, So my question is how would you, or how, you know, you, you go to work and, you're teaching people okay but how would you teach people to get away from the powerpoint presentation because it's so easy to fall into that you know it's what we know and Mm -hmm. how would you how how do you teach getting away from it
2: yeah and i think it's a little bit of a crutch you know someone goes i have to teach something I'm gonna make a PowerPoint. And now PowerPoint's it. awesome. It's great. It's a tool though. It's not a crutch. So here's the interesting thing. And I think this will be kind of, you know, as as, as the listeners I have to design a course, all right? So what do we actually do when we're designing a course? First of all, we think, what do I want to teach? Now, very often we think of it in terms of learning objectives, but I'd like to even start with, so the first thing, who am I teaching? So the model that I came up with is the intersection of people, content, and design. So it starts with, you know, you just put your major, your topic, like what's the topic of what I'm teaching coaching? All right. So then who's your audience? So this is where if you recall you had to take sort of a, you know, and learning styles is is sort of out, but I still firmly believe in learning preferences. Hmm. What is your pref- you know, your preferred way of learning? I mean, you could stand and tell me how to do something. And if you walk away, there is no way I'm going to do it. I just, (laughs) I do not anchor by listening, but I don't know, Karen, if you remember what percent, and you guys take a guess at this, Tom, let's ask Tom, what percent of the population of all my 42 cohorts of executive MBA and MSEL who have taken the learning preference assessment came out strong auditory processors, which means you just tell them and they can do it.
0: I would say me well i will say when i when i think about that question and about how i learn i learn essentially how you described it earlier where i learn by actually doing the talking so i would have to say and this is just a while i guess maybe about 25 percent of them ah
2: interesting. is that is
0: that somewhere in the ballpark or am i way no,
2: off 5.4 <laughs> percent and i've done this longitudinal study for the last 22 years and are the kind of people, if you needed them to go to the store for you, you could say, I need this, 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 and this, and they'd say, fine but that's not how the bulk of the population, almost 95% of the population learns. So we need to take that into consideration. We're trying to set people up for success in the workplace. Mm. This is their livelihood, their job. They want to be successful. We cannot think that because we're talking at at classes, I was working with a pharma today, a very large pharma. How do you teach your people? Oh, we do ride-alongs. And we teach them while, I'm like, while they're driving, yes, we're doing ride lots hmm. We're teaching while they're driving what to do when they get, you know, to the hospital or the doctor's office. Just right. know that's, right. They said that's just really popular way to do that. But it's like, we cannot afford to not teach in the way people best learn. So I feel like when you have a little bit of an understanding of people, how they best take in and process, you know, maybe you, you can't obviously know everyone's learning preferences, but just knowing that basically, like you said, Tom, most people learn by doing, a lot greater percentage learn by actually trying. We need to bake that in the other population is visual, tactual. They like to manipulate things. They learn by sorting into piles. They can drag and drop in the virtual, et cetera. So just know basic understanding of how people best take in process information. Now, here's the critical nature of how to get away from just a PowerPoint. The next thing is content. So what do I content? Start with your doing objectives, not your learning objectives. So if I'm teaching a coaching program, I want people to be able to have coaching conversations with a very tight model that unleashes the power and potential, of the people that they're coaching. All right. So I need to have them actually be able to use this model with their people So that's a doing objective. Now, what do they need to learn to be able to do that? They need to learn the coaching model, connect, focus, activate, review. They have a tight model. That's part of the practice of being someone who designs my ATD presentation, designing organization, driving organizational results with effective instructional design. So there's a tight model But here's where the design comes in. Think about this. You're not just putting a PowerPoint and talking them through this model. Very important. So Karen, just like you said, they do some pre-work. What, you know, what are the coaching conversations I'd like to have with people? Where is someone that I think could take on more responsibility if I'd really help build their confidence? What would I like to have a conversation around? Maybe they read an article that has the model baked into it. Maybe they do kind of a pre-assessment like I had you do, Karen. Yep. Maybe there's a book with a study guide. But what is that doing? That is activating the reticular activating system in the brain. You are lighting up the brain all around the content they're about to learn. So then you have thought about this. So now they've done some pre-work. So this is going into the ENGAGE model. So ENGAGE stands for, E stands for ENERGIZE. I'm gonna energize learners before they show up. And then the second they show up, Maybe they're up at a flip chart. What did you learn in your pre-work? Boom, 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 boom. What do people do that are your best coaches? Maybe they do a best coach activity, but something where within the first two to three minutes, Mm -hmm. they're doing the work. All right. So that's very different from I spend the first 15 minutes introducing my topic. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, that
0: makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So that's the E and then we navigate content. Mm -hmm. So navigate content is where you go into, you show the model, you teach the different characteristics of the model and immediately, so it's learn and practice, learn and practice. So now they see a situation, where did the person connect? How did they focus? If the models connect, focus, activate, review, it's so when did they connect? How did they focus the conversation? Oh, it was when the coach said, so we have about six minutes. What's the most important thing to talk about right now? Oh, that's when the coach focused and the person said, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, all right, well, what could you do to be really successful at what you want to do? So you see now what's happening is they're they're reviewing a case study. They're analyzing the model. You're giving statements. If a person does this, is that C, F, A, or R? Review, review, review. What did that do? Navigate the content. You taught them a model. And Tom, you asked for some ideas for virtual. Well, in virtual, they're you know, using their text tool, typing right on the screen. If the person says this, what are they doing? Is that C-F-A-R-R? And they're typing right on the screen. C-F-A-R-R. Or you could draw, you know, have an arrow that goes to the answer. Or you could say in the chat box, give me the best example when someone connected with you that you knew they cared. What -hmm. has someone done? So you're weaving the chat you're weaving the the, actually annotating right on the screen. You can do polls. You can use all sorts of things to drive greater interactivity. And by the way, one of the coolest things that I like to do is, so let's say I said in the first activity there when we're really energizing people, what did your best coach do? Let's say Karen said, my best coach really listened to my ideas and asked clarifying questions. I could say, hey, Karen, Tell me, unmute yourself and tell me a little more about that. So now Karen unmutes herself. Her voice is in the room. But here's a little trick, everyone. Instead of me saying, wonderful job, Karen, and then I call on someone else, I go, Karen, would you look at the chat and would you note what someone has said? And let's use this because what are we teaching? A coaching model. So our fabulous coaching line is tell me more. So I'm going to say, Karen, could you just call on someone and have them? tell you more. So she might look and she might say, Tom, when you said they gave you really constructive feedback, tell me more about what that meant for you. Do you see how there's now interactivity? And yes, who's, I do. who's doing more of the talking?
0: It's the, it's the, yeah, it's the people and the, yeah. the people, yeah, students.
2: The students.
0: Right, right.
2: Huge difference. I'll finish the model with two seconds, then you can go on to other questions you have, etc. But just know the G stands for generate meaning, which means, hey, in the chat, what would be in it for you? You just watched a great coaching conversation where the person walked out and said, thanks, that was really helpful. What would be in it for you to coach your people like that? And then everyone's typing what's in it for them. So what does G stand for? generate meaning. Because as you teach contents coming into the station, it's like a train coming into the station and it can go to the left, which is prune this. This is not important. We can prune it. Or the train goes to long-term memory. But to do that, it has to say, this is really important. So what do you do? You ask them why is this important to learn? Because then they want to move to the A, which is apply to the real world. Now you get them into the coaching conversations. You put them into a breakout room with a peer. They have sketched out their CFAR. They have a little job aid or something where they're getting to see what to do. And then they have the conversation and instantly give each other feedback. Did you follow the model? So it's application straight away. And then next, you know this Karen, we can't end any class without celebration of learning. So G stands for gauge and celebrate. Do you remember I brought party oh, hats, I <laughs> a cake, donuts it wasn't a final exam for my executive right. and you know these were you, we're celebrating you, you brought peterson donuts too that's it man you gotta have primo quality celebrations and i think you might have brought cooper i did well yes cooper really my dog my Cooper's your dog <laughs> yes he had to come to the celebration well that'll lighten anybody <laughs> that'll
0: lighten in any room i think my professor actually brought us pizza for our last class when yeah in our yeah. cohort so that was awesome I had a question that like, you mentioned something about the way people learn and I, something, a thought came to mind where, you, when you were a teacher, did you notice early on how different kids learned? So were some like hands-on learners, they seemed to be able to grasp things better when they were able to actually to put their, get their hands on something to work with, or, and some kids were probably like learners like us where, when they're actually doing the talking, they're the ones doing the learning.
2: Absolutely. Now, what's interesting about what you asked is, this is an other focused behavior. So at Blanchard, we're all about leadership as an influence relationship among leaders and followers who intend real change. And it means I need, if I want to be, influence means I want you to influence me as much as I'm influencing you. Does that make sense? Yes. So I want to make sure if I'm going to have that leadership influence and people that are, you know, in learning and development space, I need to be looking up, looking at people and really noticing as a leader, as a designer, you know, how do people best take in? I mean, if they're glazing over, You know, point blank, that is not working for them. What did our classroom look like, Karen? what, 20-something people, right? What did it look like? If if Tom had walked in, what would he have noticed in terms of the energy in that classroom?
1: Oh, everybody was sitting down, um, listening to the teacher because the teacher was a talker.
2: Oh, that's in a bad situation. That's not our class. Oh, in our class. No, please. I'm crying at you saying that. So yes. <laughs> no. Oh, in, in our class? In yes. The next? Oh my in, God. In the individual learning class. What would people have noticed if they walked in the room? Oh,
1: people were up. They were engaging. They were engaging in conversation within their small groups. Um, I... Didn't we also have, you gave us a project that we had. And I, for mm-hmm. some reason, I believe that I was
2: teaching Legos, how to build something. That's right. Yes, yep. you were. And and what's interesting about this, Tom, is you need to know it's a three day. So they're yep. there for three whole days. Yep. And I have to say, if you'd walked in, most of the time you would see them teaching. After they taught, I'd be at a flip chart saying, what were all the amazing teaching strategies that that group just used? What did we notice? And then I might share some of the neuroscience of why that really works. But so what's about your question, Tom, it's important to realize a lot of us are designing for people that we don't ever get to see. We don't get to know how they best learn. So what do we have to use? We have to use as many, you know, diverse teaching strategies as we can. So maybe there's a little mini teach. Maybe there's a slide that has a little more information that someone that likes to read it can do that. But then they break out and practice it. They get to practice by having a conversation. They get to practice in a workbook by working individually on on their own if they're more of a reflective Than an impulsive learner. Impulsive learners learn, you know, they just want to start talking about everything, but more reflective, they want that downtime. So you need to look at your final training design when you're designing and say, have I varied instruction? The more senses you use, the more you release the myelin in the brain that cements the learning, kind of like a fruit roll up wrapping around (laughs) the neural connection from you know, no content to this new content that you want people to remember so they can go out and be successful at their job. And one last little note, the final E is extend learning to action. That is so important in our organizations today. Don't just end your class when you end your class, have them write success stories, get a buddy, I never end a class without popping people into a breakout room, random breakout room, and that's your buddy. And you have to instantly get that phone out, set up a date a week from today, call your buddy, but you have to set your intention. What is your goal? Are you going to set? I'm going to have two coaching conversations before a week from today so I can talk with you about that. So very clear goal with a deadline. Then they pop into their breakout room, get their buddy, get their actual phone number, email and set a time right then on their phone. So it's extending learning to action. And now your design has the optimal learning strategies baked in to help drive success in your organization. Vicki, I think that's awesome that you
1: said that, that you, um, it's kind of like an accountability yes. where you're taking a phone number and saying, Hey, Johnny, uh, we need to get together in a week to discuss this. And people I feel are more in tune to actually doing it because then somebody else is going to hold them accountable to what you've been teaching, you know, and I think that's fantastic. I, I you know, I, I think that is great and that you're able to put that in a virtual classroom per se. That's it. Yep.
2: And it's accountability, buddy. That's what I always tell them. You know, uh, it's like, how many of you have ever said, I want to do this? And then you just don't. (laughs) Very common practice. So it's literally, but also organizationally, I have to say, because we work for Ken Blanchard and we go into organizations, Right. the most successful partnerships we have are when the organization picks up the ball also, or when they use coaching. You know, we have coaching. So when they have a coach, but if you can't, it's like, let's get them peer accountability. Let's have them create an internal newsletter with success stories that they share with everyone. Maybe there's an award. People have the situational leader award. You know, for the, this is for the person who the direct reports report as being okay. the most effective leader. not that fun? So it just means, yes. but it takes someone committed when you're doing an initiative let's make sure we keep it alive very critical Thanks. What, Thanks. Uh, i think that's awesome
0: i i i just wanted to follow up on that what actually helps people or, or people in organizations after they have the learning after they have those success stories what helps them keep that ball rolling as far as you know building on that that success that they had when when um getting coaching from you or, or your organization
2: yeah, well, what's exciting is we do a lot of things and this, is, this was very, um, you know, like, uh, I guess the word, there was a spotlight on learning journeys this year at ATD. And what I think is important is, is having foundational classes, then another class that builds on that class and then adds a little bit to it. So it'd be like you, you start your leadership journey with something to the effect of, you know, building trust. You know, so now everybody took the building trust class and they learned trust is the foundation. And we have this lovely ABCD model. And they're like, that was the best class ever. Okay, beautiful. Now what we want you to do is take something like conversational capacity. So do you have the capacity to have powerful conversations? So that's a build on that. Then maybe you take the legendary service class Mm -hmm. because- everything we do with each other is about serving, but that reminds you, that reminds, let's say it's a leadership curriculum, but it reminds you, you are serving internal customers, so Mm -hmm. your customers can serve external customers. Then they might move to SL2, Situational Leadership 2. So now it's breaking it down one-on-one, then maybe you take team leadership. So now I lead in the context of one-to-one, How do I lead a team? Then maybe leading organizational change. But Mm -hmm. what's important, Tom, is people get the feeling that this is just a, this is like my, you know, like your MSEL program, right? It just kept building on each other. We need to keep inspiring people. There's nothing more energizing than learning in a cohort, coming back, and everything, everything, Tom, that people learn the way we teach it is applied. That's why, oh, that's DPA. and
0: that's what keeps the motivation going. Every awesome.
2: single class, you are applying everything you learned right there, having those conversations you need to have and, and, and building your performance management skills. Are yes. you unleashing people's potential?
0: Yeah. that's awesome because you're really teaching people skills that they can use in the moment to help solve whatever problems that are facing them. That's, that sounds really awesome. And I, it, it sounds exciting. <laughs>
2: Well, what's exciting too is I'm gonna tell you when I get them day two, for example, with situational leadership, I, I go, who applied this last night? And I I get all these little hands raised and I call on someone, oh, that's great, Amanda. Would you be willing to share? What do they say? I taught my daughter. I asked my, my son. I mean, one of my favorite stories was, this was during COVID where everybody's on lockdown. And she's like, I said to my son, you know, wow, uh, I'm noticing. And then she goes, wait a minute, I'm about to tell, she had just learned our coaching model. She goes, I need to ask. So she did say, I'm noticing that, you know, you set that goal of working out. I'm noticing that doesn't seem to be happening. How do you think you could get yourself to work out? And she said, it was so amazing because I wanted to tell him how to work out. You need to get up (laughs) earlier. You need to do that. But she said, I use that coach language. What could you do? How might you? And she said, we had probably the best conversation we've ever had because all I did was keep saying, well, what would that look like? What else? Tell me more. How can I help? Only I really loved hearing that because Tom, what you're saying is so important, but we love it. When people say, I not only use it at work, but this has helped my home life, create the life I want by giving me some tools and practices to be who I want to be within my family and in my community. Well, and that's perfect because
0: um,
1: I have a a 22-year-old daughter who's actually, she's going to be 22 tomorrow and a 20-year-old son. And so I always I, I'm always thinking about how I could be a better parent, mm-hmm. in regards to that. So that is perfect. So thanks, Vicky. I so appreciate that. So
2: you're welcome. Awesome.
0: So um, speaking, of like, uh, sorry to interject, but um, no, do, go for can, it. We, do do we have enough time to actually talk about your your, your ALC um, experience? ATD. Yeah, the ATD. Not the ATD, not ALC, the ATD conference. No, That's I'm my, <laughs> if you're
2: talking to me, there's no way. Cause I don't know what, no,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> yep. I love that. Um, You know, what was exciting this year with ATD was just, it was very virtual for a lot of people. And what was interesting about, even pre-recording sessions. It was funny for me in particular because I'm teaching the engage model and I'm like alone at my computer. But what was interesting was literally the day before I did my presentation, I was talking to our solution architect groups and I'm like, so I'm gonna be recorded tomorrow. How, how am I gonna do this in a way that's engaging since I'm teaching the engage model? And my, <laughs> one of the best guys in our team says, Jeff Cole goes, I'll be your participant. So just so everybody that's listening, that was a super cool model is you have someone being the role of the participant. So he's answering questions, he's sharing his insight. I had him read the neuroscience because there's brain engagers. So every part of the model, I had a brain engager that went with it. And what a treat to have that. So anyway, I feel like that was kind of new and different, but that's just a tip of how to do that. And then the other thing is if you do some of this asynchronous, What was cool was everybody watching it at the same time and then doing Q&A live at the end of it. That's a little different from how it was done before. So I think the themes were obviously digital learning, but trying to make digital learning work in a way that taps into the passion, the capability and builds competence within people. So there's an interesting dance, you know, that's going on right now of hybrid learning. You know, we used to call it blended, but now it's really kind of a hybrid. And what do you teach ahead of time? What can you teach in the moment? And how, as you just talked about, Um, Tom, how do we get people to apply? Because I think that is so critical. And that's where the partnerships with all your amazing HR and learning and development, we need to help people be accountable, whether it's through group coaching, one-on-one coaching, a lot of the different strategies were shared this year. Neuroscience is a happening topic. (laughs) Understanding the brain to know how best to unleash people's Energy, engagement by teaching them in a way that they walk away because you do know, you know people walk away from conversations, from learning experiences and what are they doing? Affective and cognitive domain, domains are being engaged. you right? Thinking, feeling, thinking, feeling. Now what's interesting for all the engagement studies is those thoughts and feelings drive someone's sense of well-being. Which drives their, do do they want to unleash discretionary effort? Give, you know, think about that. It's that initial conversation or training that they're going on way before whether they choose to engage. It's that cognitive and affective response to the training. And then can you help them have the impact? You know, if you've done such a great job, they're like fired up when they leave. Well, how do you sustain that? How do you tap into the way the brain naturally likes to learn and process? We're social beings. Do you get people working together? I feel a lot of that was talked about this year at ATD and those learning journeys.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, very much. Thank you. Thank you. So Tom, how are we doing on time?
0: I think we're about ready to wrap it up, but I just want to say Vicki, it was a pleasure meeting you and just receiving your energy. was really great talking to you. And I really thank you for all the insights you've provided us.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vicki. I so appreciate you doing this for us.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And if they link in with me, there's like, so I have put pictures of the engaged model. If you just scroll through, I have those on my, oh, and they're also on my website, vickihalsey.com. It's like an antique because I, I don't, but I just want, you know, you just go to resources that you can find and there's a little mini teach of the engaged model. So uh, apologies sure. that I haven't invested in it because who has time, right? Right. I love what I do. So. awesome. I thank
0: also you. wanted to I also wanted to plug your book real quick, Brilliance by Design. I suggest you, if you're interested in the engaged model, that you go to Amazon and check it out.
2: Uh thank you. Thank All right, you.
0: everybody. Well, thank you for joining us, Vicky. And I once again, thank you for doing this and thank you for sharing your insights with us.
2: I love it. Thanks, well, keep Vicky. helping people be magnificent, everyone. We it's will. a gift. I have four boys out there in the world, four 25, 25 wow. to 30, <laughs> and they're hoping they get leaders that teach them and, and organizations that help them thrive. They're, yeah, two were the neighbors, but I call them my four boys, so. Got it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks, everybody.
2: Thanks, you. Bye-bye.
0: And that is our show. We hope you enjoyed Viggy's Energy and Knowledge as much as we did. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes. If you have any questions or comments, please leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcast. Or if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, leave a like and a comment, as we would love to hear feedback on any content we can provide or any future episodes. Also, keep watch for all the ATD San Diego events by visiting our website, www.tdsandiego.org. And until next episode, see ya.